Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and objectionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice by a licensed therapist. Listener discretion is advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, loneliness, all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who chose to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. My name is Rebecca, and to those that are new to the podcast, welcome. Don't forget to go backwards and listen to all of these wonderful episodes that are now on here. It's growing fast, so lots to catch up on. And hope everybody's doing well. Um, Out here in Washington and then in Oregon, it is now mandated that we wear our masks anywhere and everywhere. And apparently, at least here in the state of Washington, you must wear a mask when going into a business or that business risks a very large fine. So you want to go to the grocery store, you want to go to the fabric store, doesn't matter, you're going to have to wear a mask. But I'm still sitting here going, how does that work in a restaurant? Do you wear it into the restaurant and then when they get you seated and you're six feet away from the other people, then you can take off your mask? Or how about in the movie theater? I don't know. I was laughing because my boss said, oh, it's easy. You can have popcorn in the movie theater. You just fill your mask full of popcorn and just eat it and you're like a squirrel. I couldn't believe he said that. That was funny. I guess you just had to be there. (laughs) Anyways, we've got a great new story today um, from Mandy, and we'll take a look at that here in just a moment. What happens when a woman cheats on her spouse or partner? As with any form of infidelity, there is always pain, sadness, and collateral damage. We've listened to many stories of women sharing their own infidelity... But what does the husband or betrayed partner go through? My wife and I were together for 19 and a half years. We married on November 24, 2001. Six months later, during the same two-week period that we were creating our youngest son, she had an affair with one guy three different times. She said it was because I wasn't telling her she was beautiful often enough, and it was someone that she had known before we had even been dating and was attracted to him, but she had never had the chance to sleep with him. She didn't tell me about this for a year and a half, and she also told me that she had been with 21 men prior to us meeting. To hear the full story and more stories about the betrayed partner's side of the affair, or being the other woman or other man, subscribe to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity's Patreon. 
With a $3 a month pledge, you will have access to these bonus episodes, plus have early access to regularly released episodes. Visit rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on the Patreon link to subscribe today. So with that information right there with Patreon, there are some amazing stories that are now available on there. Um, They have been growing and I've been getting some great Patreon subscribers. Thank you guys. It supports me so much more than you even realize. Um, You get that early access a couple of days. You get a bunch of episodes um, that no one else gets. And it's mainly about um, men's stories. It's the men's story of what they went through when their wives cheated. And it's also um, men sharing stories of their own infidelity. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's really coming along good. And uh, also, my bloopers. The blooper reels are on the end of some of those Patreon episodes. And I use um, a lot of words that I guess I must be French because, yeah, I say a lot of dirty words because I'm mad <laughs> at myself for recording. Anyway, before we get started with Mandy's story, um, there was an article that... I was actually tagged on by someone on Facebook, and so I went ahead and printed it out and uh, wanted to read it to you today, and I apologize if I forget who it was that sent it to me, but you know who you are, and I um, believe I know who it was. I'd have to go back and research it, but uh, it was definitely a gal that sent it my way. So this article is called Couples Rarely Recover from Infidelity, and it was on a blog, um, Utter Imperfection, and um, it was written by a gal named Jody, um, copywritten for Utter Imperfection, and I will look and see if I still have that link, but I just want to make sure that people are credited um, on here. So the gal who wrote this was Jody, and if I can... Uh, locate the link here. I will definitely have it on my podcast notes so you guys can refer to it if you want. Um, But utter imperfection. Couples rarely recover from infidelity. And this is what she writes. Quote, couples rarely recover from infidelity. End quote. I just read the above statement in an article written by an LMFT, licensed marriage and family therapist, in psychology today and um grr. because nope as no statistics were quoted because there are no accurate statistics in this realm because infidelity and its fallout are not always reported especially in an official capacity and not all couples seek therapy or tell anyone about the horrors of what they are going through in regard to a betrayal I found this statement so potentially damaging to those who might read it, especially those who were diligently searching for healing from betrayal. While it may be true that in this one LMFT's experience, their clients have rarely recovered from infidelity, even stated that way, I would have involuntarily shuddered at the assertion. For it's just not helpful to state one way or another a likely outcome for a couple experiencing infidelity. It's leading to do so, and let's say you flip it and tell couples that most do recover from an affair. If they find they can't do so, how much more like a failure might they feel? 
My own LCSW and marriage therapist told my husband and me that on average it takes nearly two years for a couple to fully work through and heal from an affair, whether or not they stay together, and I nearly balked at that disclosure. I didn't want to work hard for two years and feel the way I did at the moment for that many moons. I almost bailed during the first couple's therapy session over that cautionary information. Had she told us something as unhelpful and not even necessarily true like, quote, couples rarely recover from infidelity, it could have altered the entire course of our therapy as well as our delicate mindsets going into it and not in a good or productive way. In contrast, along the way, she pointed out how well we were doing together in therapy, how quickly we were progressing. She spoke to encouraging things she'd noticed, like how we'd sit glued together on the couch each session, pressed so tightly together you couldn't slide a piece of paper between us. Some couples can't even stand to be in the same room together for therapy. Our therapist responded to what she saw between us, to what she witnessed in our healing, in our striving to end our old marriage that wasn't working and start a better, stronger, more bulletproof marriage together. She emboldened us by being our mirror, reflecting back to us our progress and our genuine hearts for forgiveness and atonement. She told us what was real and true about us, the only two people who mattered in our recovery. So please, if you're struggling to heal from betrayal and you read or hear unhelpful comments about the likelihood of your recovery, I hope you disregard them and listen to your own heart, your own intuition, and your own sensibility when it comes to the feat you're attempting. I hope you'll heed what hard work you'll be told recovery is, but I hope you'll also be encouraged and counseled that two people who are all in for recovery together for owning their behavior, sincerely apologizing while leveling no blame and exchanging poor behavior for healthy can accomplish anything they want to. Two people who are all in for forgiveness and atonement, for learning to love each other for no reason and without conditions like love intended, for choosing to give each other their first and best and not what's just left over after giving to others, and for believing they're not mistakes but more what they do after can create the marriage of their dreams, even if their original marriage was far from it. Two people who understand that forever is a long time to go without hurting each other or making big mistakes and garnering huge regrets can right the ship and sail back into safe harbor with each other. I know firsthand how much better I like my marriage today than I ever have, even if I do hate the way we arrived here. And I have no idea how many couples are like us or different because there's no way of knowing. I know I have faith in you and your decision in your way forward from an affair. And I know that spending time in God's word and learning his plan and purpose for marriage for love can revive your marriage and help you both fix what was broken. I will always tell you what I know to be true, as well as how I've become to know it, and I will always encourage you in your quest for healing, for I don't know where I'd be today without those who did so for me. Look for the helpers, like Mr. Rogers said, and if they don't sound helpful, if they don't feel encouraging, keep looking. Help is out there, and healing will happen for you if you want it to. I thought that was kind of nice, and I guess... You know, that's why I'm here for you guys, too, because I want to encourage and help. 
I don't want to ever say, oh, you guys are stupid or anything like that. I've never said that. I've tried everything I can to encourage both sides of the people that are hurting. Um, you know, my strengths with it, when you look at the infidelity, uh, to me, I see four squares. I see a woman that cheated, a man that was hurt, a man that cheated, and a woman that was hurt. And I have three quarters of the knowledge to help. Uh, and that would be women that were unfaithful, the men that were affected by being unfaithful, as well as men who were unfaithful. Because I do not have firsthand knowledge of what it is like to have uh, your husband be unfaithful to you, um, it's hard for me to be able to completely understand and talk with women who are going through uh, going through that. That doesn't mean I won't do it. I just don't feel as though I have the education or the life experience. So when I um, get the opportunity later this year to get my infidelity recovering coaching uh, certified whole thing done, um, I'm going to learn a lot more. And my main focus, though, still is working with people who were um, unfaithful, working with the person who cheated to coach them along on how do you get through this? This is how we're going to work through this. This is how we're going to, you know, express your feelings, how you're going to have to cope with consequences, those types of things. Um, and of course, couples as well. But my main focus is the one thing that I think is very rare out there. And it's typically, there are psychologists, therapists, all of that for family and relationships that focus on the person who was hurt. And absolutely, they deserve as much support as possible. But I look at it from the other side of, okay, myself personally, yeah, I made a pretty stupid decision, a time or many more than I want to admit. And, uh, you know, basically, we're like, okay, you screwed up, you're a total fuck up, and you deserve no help. Because nobody can really relate. And so that is why I am here, because I want these women, especially, to know, I understand I know what they're afraid of. I know what they're going through. And that is why I'm here. So I'm looking forward to be able to help out people in my local area in a coaching type program, um, probably in the start of 2021. So yeah, you know, it's true, though, like what she said, look for the good people, look for the good support and steer away from those people that judge. So I do have a little story here. Um, it's a little shorter. Um, and her name is Mandy. And there is supposed to be more coming, but I have not um, finished hearing from her. She wanted to send me some more information and I have not received it. So we might have a follow up to this one. So Mandy, if you are listening, shoot me a message. Let me know how things are going and what's happened um, since this whole story came out. My husband and I were married for five years. We met in Teen Challenge, a faith-based rehab, basically. I always thought that he was out of my league, and when we started dating, we worked at Teen Challenge. When he asked me to marry him, he repeatedly asked if I would ever leave him or stay with him forever, so I thought that we'd always be together based on the insecurities he was displaying. The first year of marriage, he fell back into alcoholism, but I stayed by his side, knowing that God would somehow get through it, and he did, but it wasn't easy. 
During his drunken days, I went out with some friends from work, lied to him about where I was going, and ended up kissing a co-worker even though I was not attracted to this guy whatsoever. Come to think of it, he repulsed me, but just the camaraderie was what I sought that night, but the co-workers aggressively sought me more. I shut his advances down from then on and out and never thought of him again because it never meant anything to me. Once my husband sobered up, he started working on the road and our sex life started dying off more than it already had. I got pregnant in 2016 and had our one and only daughter in September of 2017, but quickly fell into postpartum depression after birth, leaving my husband with all the chores, laundry, grocery shopping, etc., while I just sat in the recliner. It was then that he had started working a second shift locally, and he met a girl with a daughter with the same age as ours. I began to notice he would look for any reason to fight and one night decided to stay with a, quote, friend, which quickly became the norm. It wasn't long before he abandoned my daughter and I and was staying elsewhere. From April to August, he never came home until 7.30 a.m. when I had to leave for work. That's when I signed into his Google account and looked up where he was going on his Find My Phone location history. A quick tax bill search and Facebook search quickly showed me a picture of who my husband was cheating on me with, but the worst part was that he had gotten her pregnant. Now, all of a sudden, this man, who I thought I knew is lying repeatedly, has become a stranger to me, has settled for a single wide trailer, and in all respects downgraded all because he couldn't man up and talk about his sexual frustration. I can't put into words the struggles this has been having to go through with this healing process while dealing with two complete idiots who've never been through anything as painful or traumatic as what these two surfacy narcissistics caused, all the while wanting to blame me entirely and wanting to brush it under the rug when he and I are still married. I finally had some major breakthroughs lately, and then I stumbled upon your podcast, and my heart just breaks, not only for the women and men going through what I'm going through, but for the women and men who've inflicted the pain. I'm very thankful my marriage is dead, but my heart just breaks for so many women and men that could have made it had they just put all of their pride aside and talked about it. Marriages might not have worked out, but talking with understanding could have cultivated friendships and or healthier relationships than what transpired for some. I just hate seeing so many give up so easily. Even though this is not a typical story that I would read on here, I just felt it important because she just shared some very, very good points that even though she was hurt, she, you know, she would have worked through it with her husband had he had just opened up this conversation. And I feel that it's important to bring up these points that Mandy brought up. So I wanted to definitely share with everybody on that. So Mandy, thank you. And like I said, there is more to the story. Um, and I believe uh, last correspondence I had with her that this lady was actually pregnant with twins. I could be wrong, but from what my memory is um, pulling up, it is that she um, is pregnant with twins. And so, you know, it just keeps going and going and going for this lady. So I hope that they can all come to a certain point in time where 
you know, they work through things, you know, or are able to just move on and be happy. And Mandy, you find somebody who's going to treat you the way you need to be treated and loved. And um, that you take care of you and your daughter. So thank you again for sending this in. If you are a woman who has been unfaithful to her husband, boyfriend, partner, and you're interested in sharing a story, consider submitting it. Your story does help many people. And I know it's kind of hard to think about how am I going to write out this story? How am I going to do this? Well, I actually provide a story guide both for um, the people that were unfaithful as well as those who were cheated on. So um, the man, you know, on Patreon, like I talked about the men's situation where they uh, went through whatever their wives were doing to them. I actually have a story guide to kind of help form a story. So it it just kind of helps bring out certain points. Um, and helps it just kind of flow well. So when you guys are interested in submitting your story, shoot me an email and request that story guide. Um, Also, if you're interested in uh, telling me your thoughts on infidelity or anything else taboo that might be of an interesting topic for our midweek ponder, you're welcome to email that over. And that shows more of a just let's see what's going on quick Uh, touch base, let's talk about something. And it's not as serious and um, heart filling as my regular raw truth episodes or my Patreon. So my email is Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. So feel free to email me. But one thing I do want to explain to people is sometimes I get email messages from people. And they just ask me, I think my boyfriend's cheating, what do I do? Or, um, I don't know how to tell my boyfriend this or that or my girlfriend. And I'm, I'm, one thing is I'm a podcaster and I talk from my own experience and helping people working through the infidelity that they're dealing with, their emotions. But I'm not a psychologist or a licensed therapist or anything. So there's a lot of answers I can't give. Um, But what I do is support as best as I can, like I said earlier, just based on my own knowledge and experience. Um, So my goal here is for you guys to be able to have an outlet to share your stories. It's very therapeutic. And like I said, it touches so many other people. And I had this funny quote that uh, popped up on Facebook. And it was actually on my own personal personal page. And I had to share it on my Rebecca page. And it was um, something to do with your story, whatever becomes a survival guide for others. And it I don't have it right in front of me, or I'd read it, but it was just very, very, very true. And that's why I'm here, because I want to be able to share my own and other stories to help all these people throughout this whole world that are struggling and feel so alone because they were unfaithful. Um, also, feel free to find me on Facebook. Um, it was Rebecca Adams. And you just I think if you just put in Facebook, Rebecca Adams, Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, you'll get that uh, my page. And feel free to friend me. I'm still in Facebook jail, so I can't friend other people or message with anybody who I'm not friends with. And I don't know how long this is going to happen. This has been going on forever now, it feels like. Um, I also have a regular Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity 
uh, page on Facebook you can like. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Raw Female. I know that sounds bad, but that's what it came out to be. And also on Instagram, it's uh, Podcast Raw Truth. Um, so feel free to follow me, friend me, send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. People ask, well, my story's long or it's too short. And I say, it doesn't matter. Send in whatever it is that you feel is right for you. There's no right or wrong answer when it comes to this. So anyways, thank you all again for joining me. I will be back in a couple of weeks with a new Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity uh, story. And then, of course, uh, Midweek Ponder. So um, this is actually coming out and releasing on July 5th. So I hope you guys all had a good 4th of July. Um, I live in a county and its fireworks are very legal up here in Washington State in the county, but not in the city. And so it's going to be a loud weekend. And I'm sure that um, those fireworks, they just don't disappear at on the 4th, you know, they continue on throughout the week, which is going to cause problems as I need to record more podcasts and work on another book uh, for audio. And I just can't be having all that sound in the background. So until next time, you guys take care, stay healthy, be happy and love each other. And always remember, always, always, always remember from me, no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.